0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by ASMR. We're also not sure if it's a fetish or not. These rockets will be outfitted with zero exits. Your flight will last forever. And your final destination is the black void of distant space. But we also have free Wi-Fi. Oh, that's pretty good. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to World of Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that let Manchi lick its face. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And today we are here to talk about Mitchell's versus the Machines. Mitchell versus the Machines. Um, very fun movie. Um, fun. I watched this probably a year and a half ago um, by myself, alone, in the dark. Okay. Um, <laughs> just because... It's way too hyper of a movie to do that by yourself. It is. Well, I uh, I like watched it a year ago because I was like, man, this looks like fun. And I was just like, I want to watch a fun movie. Like It was like five minutes in and I was like, is this one of those ADHD movies that just yeah. like <laughs> hits on all like, cylinders and just ju- like yeah doesn't so much stop. stimulation yeah, yeah. <laughs> by like the third act you're like okay I'm a little done like I get it it's it's be- it's fun to look at I'm done you could say beautiful it was beautiful it is a beautiful movie it um is. Is. anyways Mitchell's versus the Machines came out in 2021 um it was directed really? by what that came out last year no 2021 wow yeah this was like like again one of those movies kind of like hot off the tails of like. Hey, look at Into the Spider Verse and how fucking awesome it can be. You can just jam animation together. Yeah, so like, uh, Spider Verse came out in like 2018, so like pretty much every animated movie after that was trying to like replicate its style a little bit. Um, But, anyways, this was directed by Michael Rianda and Jeff Rowe. You have a lot of people in this movie, actually. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Your main characters are. Abby John or sorry, A- Abby Jacobson, who plays Katie. You have Danny McBridge, who plays Rick, the father. Uh, Maya Rudolph who plays Linda, the mother. Michael Rianda, the director, playing Aaron, the yeah. t- the Dino son, which is fun. You have Eric Andre playing Mark. Um, you have Olivia Coleman playing Pal, the main antagonist. Fred Armisen who plays Deborah Bot five thousand. Mm-hmm. Um. Followed by Beck Bennett, who plays Eric, the other robot. Yeah. Uh, you fucking... You have Chrissy Teigen playing Haley Posey. <laughs> yeah, the Posey. That perfect family. Yeah, and her husband, who is actually her husband, John Legend, playing Jim Posey. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then you have fucking Blake Griffin, which I think he's a football guy. I think so. He plays Pal... That, that sounds like a country guy. No, know. it's a footballer? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Palmex Prime... And then Conan O'Brien plays Glaxon 5000. Okay. I don't remember who that was. I don't know either. Oh, maybe. No, I was going to say the Furby. Mm -hmm. And also, big shout out, Doug the Pug plays Manchi. Yeah, they got a real ugly pug to be this pug. You ever watch Doug the Pug? No, I haven't. He's a pug. What's his name? Doug. Wow. What's his gimmick? The Pug. <laughs> um, and if you don't know what this movie is about, it is a quirky, dysfunctional family's road trip is un unended when they find themselves in the middle of the robot apocalypse and suddenly become humanity's unlikeliest last hope. Yep. This movie's a lot of fun. It's a um, lot of fun. It's a funny-ass movie. Th- this is... I think I was saying it to you like, while we were watching it, like, how when we did Puss in Boots, it was, like, visually stunning and, like... It was just, like, a really compelling story, but, like, the comedy wasn't really there. Yeah. This movie has that comedy. Like, like every, like, five to ten minutes, we were just, like, laughing our asses off I with I know. This. It hits so hard. Like, I think about... Oh, God, a throat. Uh, yeah, I think about the fucking ending where it's like, I've been chuckling about that shirt for days now. Yeah, and it's like- The fucking Aaronsaurus. Yeah, don't make the world make you weird. It's like, don't worry. It's just a freakazoid yeah. monster <laughs> shirt of him as a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Or like the- like the main part that they were showing like for the preview for yeah. Netflix that made you like really be into this where it's like hey guys check it out I signed this up for a 10 hour mule trip <laughs> just, and then it just cuts to them uh, like hard cut yeah just <laughs> up a trail like it's downpouring it's like we gotta make it by sundown or we're not gonna live this <laughs> yeah, is like the what about the moose leave them <laughs> <It's> just floating <laughs> down flo- the stream <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah this movie is like it's Corky, in the description, fits this really well. This is, like, it's it's a great kind of, like, that millennial Z-Gen humor that mm. actually works. Yeah. Like, it's somebody that, like, is of that era, or, like, gets that era's comedy mm. and actually makes it good. Because, yeah, man, it's just, like, full-on. It's just very self-aware of itself. Like, yeah. And I, and I like that because it's, like, when you have a film like this where it's, like, oh, it's the robot apocalypse... And then you have jokes where it's like they're literally like saying like I think Linda is like, I don't believe that like a tech company would lie to us. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like they're 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 very self-aware of like what they are. And I love that it's like how it works into the plot too of like you have an older kind of like boomer dad who doesn't get technology. <laughs> Yeah, he literally doesn't understand how a computer works. And it's like that feeds into the last bit of the, the like, the crescendo of the movie of, like, we got to stop this. And it's like, oh, shit, I don't know how to look up YouTube. Yeah, and it's no. like- <laughs> He's uh, like, yup tub? Is that what it's called? <laughs> he turns it into Spanish, and he, like, he has to try to, like, download something. Yeah, but I like, um, I really like the animation style of this movie. I do, too. It's It's good. It feels, like, kind of, like... Like a newer Pixar movie hmm. in a sense. But I really enjoy the fact of like how they like spliced in like different types of animation with it. Yeah, like the hand drawn stuff that yeah. like Katie does for like her her sketches for the movies. Yes, like yeah. all of that stuff. Like they had points too in it of like, you know, like um puppet animation. Yeah. Um they had like a little bit of um stop motion animation to it too. Like just very dynamic stuff to like really bring out. Like even though this movie is already like so vibrant and colorful and Mm -hmm. like animated with its not only characters but like set designs. Yeah. But like to actually add in like these different elements of animation too, like really just kinda like make it all at at one point, like I said in the beginning of this, like it felt like towards the end of the movie, I was, like, burnt out. <laughs> kind of like how, like, everything everywhere all at once was, where it's, like, by the end of the film, you're just, like, oh my god, I'm I'm so overstimulated. Yeah, it, it's that a I'm, lot. <laughs> yeah, that I'm, like, done with this. I can't watch this again for, like, a good year. Yeah. But, um, overall, like, it's still, like, really, really fun. Um. Yeah, it's it's pretty, and it's, it's fun because it's, like, pretty in the way that, like, everybody looks like a weirdo. Yes. Especially <laughs> the Mitchell's family, because they're, they're weirdos. They're yeah. dysfunctional. They are just, like, constantly doing strange and odd things that just go against one another yeah. but it's like and that it's shown in the way that they're animated and drawn because like you have Katie in her like baggy clothes and her shitty like uh hand painted fingers like <laughs> yeah i i really like her character design yeah. of that where it's like you really get like the sense of like Even though, like, in the movie she full-on says, like, a couple of times where it's like she's trying to find her identity. Yep. It's like, the identity that she has shown in in the film is really cool because it's like, you know, you have the ripped um, jeans where at the knee, but, like, it's a mouth. Yeah, she drew a mouth on it, which I thought was fun. It, It speaks to her character. It's very, like, even, too, like, you notice that, like her her nail polish on her fingers is, is literally just like sharpie drawn on. Like right. it's not actual nail polish. And I like that too with also like the contrast of like Rick, the dad, who's like he's got the same jacket that he's worn for probably like 15 years same flannel that he's worn for 15 years (laughs) yep he's rugged he's got like you know like grease and he's got his fucking screwdriver on him at all times yeah you were like oh he's like mr incredible if he let himself go yeah which mr (laughs) incredible did let himself go so it's like it could just be the same person could just be mr incredible i mean the family matches up We've never seen the nah, Mitch- no baby. We've never seen no baby, bitch. Uh, Mochi or Monchi. Manchi? Yeah. No. Nah, We've never pug. seen the Mitchells and the Incredibles in the same room at the same time. Yeah, so that's true. They're not animated in the same room at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so who really knows? Um, but yeah, like the animation, definitely. I really like the um, the character designs of everybody. Um, the idea of a robot apocalypse for this film mm-hmm. feels, like, more fresh in a way. Like, it doesn't... Like, in most films, when it's, like, the robot apocalypse, like, you think of, like, Terminator and, like, iRobot, like, yeah. stuff like that, where it's, like... it's Or AI, even, where it's, like, it's very much, like, horror-esque. Like, it is... Mm-hmm. Like, this is the apocalypse. Yeah. Um. And then this one, like, they get to have, like, a lot more fun with it being, like, a comedy. Yeah, and it, it's fun, too, because of, like... Even like the infomercial, you know, like when everybody gets caught up, where it's like talking about like, what's the grand thing? It's like, they're just going to shoot all of them off in a space, but they yeah. have Wi-Fi and you have people being like, oh, all right. yeah, all right. Dude, that scene was fucking hilarious when they turned off the Wi-Fi. Oh, my God. And it's like people start rioting. Will you take a picture of my food? <laughs> and it's like some guy jumps through the window, and he's <laughs> like, can you watch me unwrap this? <laughs> <laughs> we must we must create a sacrifice to the routers. And then what happens then? The robots are smart enough to, like, set up these things that are, like, free Wi-Fi, and then, like, everybody just jumps in. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a fun take of, like, they're – like, it's the end of the world, but people just want to keep going on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, bringing back Furbies. That yeah, was, that was hilarious. That was terrifying. I know, with the giant one. Yeah, because Furbies like, used to freak me out as a kid. Yeah. Because I used to get them confused with gremlins. So like that, I, that's, that's fair. Thank you. I figured it would be. Okay. <laughs> Apparently you people have debated this with you. Some some have been like no they're very distinct and I was mm. like no they have the floppy ears and, and the, the big b- eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It all makes sense, but um I like that the giant one was like talking about the eternal darkness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> fucking, <laughs> this movie is funny. This movie has it's like funny. This movie definitely has like the comedy that like you and I like where it's like very like brash humor yeah it's very like quippy Mm -hmm. it's very like kind of like all over the place and like even too like i love the parts where it's like like the hard cuts like i mentioned where it's like him just getting arrested or like when they actually start filming the the trip yes (laughs) and it's like yeah getting licked in the mouth Mm -hmm. yeah this movie's really funny but the fun thing about this movie which i like Mm -hmm. because i think back when we did kind of like our comedy topic where it's like uh talking more about this idea of you know like intertwining you know like the idea of good comedy with like a good story Mm -hmm. and it's like this this movie has a good story it's a really good telling of like what it means for like a family to start understanding one another Mm -hmm. and start recognizing one another and coming together and i think that's it's done really well yeah because like even though you have like this whole robot apocalypse thing going on like the main story is just like a father and daughter not understanding each other and like family kind of, like, growing apart and them trying to get back together Mm -hmm. with each other. And, yeah, like, that whole portion of it is, like, actually really good. Like, the whole struggle between, like, Katie and Rick is very well done to the point where it's, like... I mean, for us, like, we were fine. Like, we actually have a good relationship with our dad. But, like, I'm sure there's plenty of people that watch this movie and can be, like, I can relate to this where it's, like, my dad doesn't get me and vice versa. Like, the dad doesn't get the daughter or the son. Well, I like it, too, because it's, like, one of the... uh... It's that strange dynamic of like both sides feeling the same thing, but they just don't know how to communicate. That's the big one of the biggest things that comes up with a dysfunctional family is the fact that it's like having these difficult emotions and not knowing what to do with them. Mm -hmm. And that's even two of like what this movie highlights is that like here it is like you think of like earlier scenes where Rick is talking about where it's like he's just he doesn't want her to fail. He just wants his daughter to succeed, and that's a pretty reasonable ask for a parent. Yeah. But then he doesn't know how to really say that in Mm -hmm. a way that's comforting or will be heard, so then it causes a fight. Yeah, because he'll just be like, oh, well, you know, like, can you really make money off of art? Right, which is pretty fucking invalidating. Yeah. (laughs) And then it comes back to that place of, like, well, that feeds in the dysfunction. Now Mm -hmm. it's like, I feel distant. You know, like, this is the only way that we can fix the situation. But I like this movie because it shows of, like, where that comes from. Like, that was a really emotional part at the end that I liked, where it's, like, learning more about Rick, mm-hmm. and it's, like, he built this whole cabin, and yes. his whole idea was, like, he wants to live in the woods, and, like, that's his place. But then, when they had Katie, he they had to sell the house, and they had to move somewhere else, and it's, like, it crushed him. Yeah. But he was able to say that, it's, like, hey, you know, like, I have... Th- I have my daughter. Yeah, I love that part where, <laughs> yeah. he, she like, the mom is, like, this must be really hard, and he's, like, no, it's easy, because he's nuzzling up to Katie and I'm like that's so sweet I love that yeah and then he took like the moose off of like the yeah like the handle there yep Um, I think that was the part when like when I watched this the first time by myself that I actually teared up a little bit yeah I was wondering that because I was because I teared up for that that was a really sweet moment and I was like you don't have any emotions no but like <laughs> movies bring them out for me yeah um I think too. Like even at the very, very end, I got a little emotional the first time around because like when the credits were rolling and they showed that like this was based off of like the actual Mitchell family. Yeah, I thought that was sweet. Yeah, where it's like this oh, it was they, based off a true story. Yeah, like they put <laughs> yeah they, the whole, the actual Mitchells definitely saved us from the robot apocalypse. Yep. Um. But yeah, like the like when they show like the picture of the Mitchells and then it like disappears to, like, an actual family photo and they show, like, family photo pictures. And it was like, okay, like, this is really sweet because, like, this was obviously, like, a love letter to the family. And I like it, too, because it's like, I looked into a bit of it and I thought this was really sweet because, like, in that end part, it says, like, you are my people. Yeah. And, like, that's what this whole movie's about where it's, like, Katie's trying to find her people, like, her tribe. And she fails all throughout most of her life until she gets into film school and Mm -hmm. then she starts finding her own. But the movie is about that. It's about that uh, you can have that, but here's also your family that you can have with you. And it's that idea of, you know, like, this is this is your people. Yeah. And it's like, that's so sweet. And I really like that. Um, but I looked it up, too, and I guess, like, the director actually did that, like, meeting with that sentiment, where it's like afterwards he sent things to all the cast saying, like, you are my people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's so sweet. Like, you can tell that this movie was made with love. Exactly. I mean, and then, too, like... um I'm just looking it up now, like, because Jeff Rowe like sounded like such a familiar name to me. Um, More like Death Row. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what. Um, I would... Well, no, he... call me Death Row. <laughs> yeah, he wrote like um, a good portion of episodes of that show, Disenchantment. Okay. The one that like. Um, it, oh yeah, it looks the... like Futurama, but it's like all like yeah. kind of like medieval stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he did the screenplay for the. Uh, newest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I want to see that movie. Yeah, I know you do. Um, and Ew. then he also uh, was the head writer for, like, a good amount of season two and one of Gravity Falls. Ah, uh, Dude, I was fucking thinking that mm. that whole time. I was like, the way that they look and the way that they're acting, I'm like, this is like Gravity Falls. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just like that fucking, that humor that, like, it's for kids, but it's really not it's for It's really kids. not. Yeah. A lot of Gravity Falls is really not for kids. Yeah. Um. There's ho- there's not really anything that I had that was like negative towards this movie. Like, I think the only thing that I kind of like took rough with mm-hmm. was um, like Katie's speech towards the end, where she's like talking about what it means to have like like when Pal is asking her, you know, like well, like why would we save humanity? Yeah. Like what's what what's a redeemable quality? Mm-hmm. And she's kind of talking about like. It's dysfunction. It's, you know, like, it's difficult, and here's all the things that you have to put up with, but mm-hmm. it's worth it when you have, like, to see your mom smile. Yeah. And it's, like, it and then, like, little... Pals in sleep mode, and it's, oh, like, a yeah. nice little joke, but I'm, like, fuck, man, that's a pretty good speech. Yeah, you were just, like, oh, it's, like, a cliche, like, bad guy type thing to really not be paying attention yeah, to. Yeah, and him. I'm, like, it's it's funny. It's yeah. humorous, mm-hmm. but, like... That was the only thing that I was just kind of like, oh, come on, this is like your emotional moment. Yeah, and not like this movie didn't have any other emotional moments, but I liked that speech, and mm-hmm. I didn't like that. It was just kind of like, kind of brushing the rug. <laughs> yeah, basically. I was like, it's it's a pretty good speech. Yeah, I mean, the pacing's great in this movie. Like, it, yeah, this it's, movie it's is smooth. two hours long. Like, I know, does, which it... is weird for an animated movie. You didn't think yeah. it'd be this long. Yeah, because most animated movies you got to think are like tops an hour forty minutes. Yeah just because it's like, ah, you know what, you can get the the basic story in and out through that. But, like, I mean, this movie's two hours long. Like, I never felt bored while watching it. Yeah. And, like, that has a part to play in, like, how dynamic the scenes are and, like, the set designs and everything like that. So it's, like, you always have something to, like, look at yep. to keep you engaged in the story. And then I think, like, literally the only thing for me was just... Like, again, like, so many movies can be where it's, like, it's just overstimulating by the end of it. And you're just kind of, like, okay, I'm I'm kind of, like, done. Yeah. You know? I want to just stare at a blank gray wall for an hour to get myself neutral again. Yep. Um, but other than that, like, I think this movie is really fun. It is. Um, it's a really, I, I'm, I'm really happy that it's, like, that clip that yeah. I saw of this, yeah. like, carried over throughout the film. It's, mm-hmm. like. It wasn't just, like, because that's disappointing when you watch, like, a clip of something, and you're like, that's really funny, and then you watch it, and it's just, like, that's the only funny part. Yeah. It's like, no, this movie has way more funnier stuff than that initial part, mm-hmm. and it, it adds and it builds. Yeah. yeah. It's good.
1: Yeah, I like this. Oh, real good.
0: um, Real, real good. Want to want to give this, like, nine Rick specials out of ten. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. we we've been on the same page for a lot of stuff as of late. Mm-hmm. You notice that? I don't like it. Yeah, neither do I. It, this movie gets a five. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna give it nine. Stock photos, mm-hmm. stock family photos yeah. out of ten. What about that one? We're all smiling in that one. That one came with the frame. <laughs> I, I saw a funny thing about that too, where it's <laughs> like, in order for them to do that, they hired like three private investigators to track down like who took those stock photos. And was like, hey, is it okay if we put this in our movie? Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's commitment to yeah. a 10-second joke. Yeah. I mean, I have, like, because I like that idea. Like, I have a, a framed photo of, like. <laughs> Your um, wedding photo? Yeah, the wedding photo that's in my room that I just tell people. I was like, hey, check it out. That's our wedding photo. And it's just the photo that came with the frame, and we just <laughs> never put a picture in it. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoy doing stuff like that. Zach, you look like you have a recommendation. I do, Matt. Do you? I do. Um, Zach, goddammit, it! Yeah. Say the Simpsons quote. Yes, I certainly do. That's the Poochie. Oh, it's the Poochie quote. Thank you, Matt. Call yourself a fan. I'm. I'm yeah, I guess. <laughs> um. So, I meant to do like a little bit more research of like who made it, but like your top for your recommendation. Yeah, I like to make, like, whatever it is, I like to see, like, who made it. Um, so, the developers were uh, Wizards of the Coast. Um, I think you can see where this is going. Wizards Only Fool. Yeah, Wizards Only Fool. <laughs> um, I wanted to recommend D&D Beyond. Yeah. Um, I, like, as as some people may have realized at this point, but mainly you and me, like, Dungeons and Dragons has kind of, like, taken over our personalities. It has. It's showed up in so many things that I'm doing in my life. Yeah, in terms of, like, like just hobbies and, like, things that we really like, like, D&D has basically become, like, everything. Yep. Um, And with us playing every Friday, um, which you and I talked about with our buddy Ty, like, we may at some point try to do, like, a and d podcast like Should actually yeah. actually playing the campaign. Oh, we can call it roll the dice. It's like roll the credits? Yeah. But it's roll the dice. That's pretty good. That's good, right? Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, like praise me. That's yeah. good, <laughs> we'll right? Put a, we'll put a pin <laughs> in that. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um so I I wanted to recommend D&D Beyond just because like I've I've tried at this point like cuz that was like the main one that we were using in terms of apps mm-hmm. for Dungeons and Dragons um and I was, like, kind of curious of, like, okay, like, what else is out there? And I tried looking into, like, a couple of different ones. Um, there are a few that are, like, kind of cool, like, ones that would help out you a little bit more as, like, a DM, where yeah. it's, like, um, I think it's, like, spell casting book, where it's, like, it has at your disposable, like, every type of, like, spell and monster and, like, attack that they can do. That's kind of cool. Um, So you can just kind of, like, add I mean, it I just Google it. Yeah, you just Google everything. Um, plus, you're dumb smartphone probably wouldn't be able to handle it anyways. Yeah. Um, I can't download Google Maps. No. (laughs) But uh, D&D Beyond has been like the one where it's like it's kind of the best out of everything that I've looked into in terms of like the look of it like how you can create your characters Mm -hmm. um, adding in like stats and weapons and like customizing things the only thing that like I don't love love is that but this is kind of like there are so many other ones that, like, the baseline you have to pay for. Right. I where, mean, this is the f- most accessible because it's free. Yeah, this is free, and you get, like, six character slots just for free. Yep. Um, Not breaking the bank, you can get, like, the hero bundle, which is, I think, 29 bucks for the year. Yeah, which isn't bad. Which you get, like, unlimited characters, and then you also get access to, like, any homebrew characters that people have made. Mm-hmm. So like that to me is like I kind of want that just because I have a pirate build for the next playthrough. Yeah. And I don't want to like just look through and carry over everything. I do what I did for my cannibal build. Yeah. Of, like just I copied write it... and pasted everything off the wiki page and yes. just put it in there. Exactly. Um. And then there's another one too where I forgot what it's called, but like it's like master, um, master, master. That's all we can sing. <laughs> <laughs> um. It does like pretty much the same exact thing. It just gives you like a couple more resources, like early access to like new stuff. Like, um, because anytime that there is a new like campaign or book or anything involving like monsters, like it immediately mm-hmm. shows up on the app. Oh, okay. So that's really cool too. So it's like it's very up to date with everything. Um, but to that's like that master one is like 54 bucks for the year. And I'm like, that's eh. not that's not. Really, but I love D and D, but we that's sp- uh, it. Well, we spent a lot of money on D and D. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I spend a lot on D and D. Yeah. Um. So D and D Beyond is is to me like uh, a really cool app, and that's my recommendation for the week. And Matt, what are we doing next? What are we gonna do next? Goddamn it! So I posed a question to you mm-hmm. in the Animation Month is like asking ourselves why would people do stop motion or stop motion claymation? Like, why would somebody choose to make a movie like that? So that's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna understand you know like pros and cons and just a little bit more about what we believe are the reasons why somebody would do this. Okay. Zach, can you um can you, you can you take this podcast and just carry it up to bed? Yeah. I'm gonna tuck it in, give it a little yeah, bit of milk uh, and cookies. We'll, we'll kiss. Tell it that it's gonna wake up tomorrow. All right guys, thank you for listening. Now, Matt, is that a burnt orange nineteen ninety three station wagon? <laughs>